125. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Woo, woo, woo. What is up, everybody? From our view, listeners, Andy decided to be the, the goth, grim reaper, <laughs> Eminem looking kind of dude with the with the hat and the and the hoodie, hoodie there. I mean, that, that's not the hat, the hoodie. Well, it's and co- they got this underlight thing happening, like you're, you know, underlighting yourself. I don't know where that light's coming from. It's coming from it's coming from an iPad. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, no, this is this has been my get up this past month because, um, you know, I'm home with the baby for the most part, other than client meetings and stuff like that. Um, and I just kind of like hang out in a hoodie all day, learning how to be dad. It's cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was joking before we, when we, when we first got on here, I was like, yeah, I show up to my client meetings like this. I'm like, what's up, yo, who wants to hire me as a wedding <laughs> photographer? Let's go. Um, all right. We are also joined by the good neighbor of good neighbors. We'll keep it simple this time. Ms. Lindsay Daddario. What's up? Hey everybody. And also joined by Nick D'Antonio once again. Nick, hey everybody! How's it good going, man? Here. Good, good to have you jump in, man. I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm always happy to jump on. Cool. Um, Nick's been on a few episodes now. This is what is this, like the third one or fourth one at this point, something like that. Yeah, three or four, three, yeah. I think. All right. Um, so uh, guys, what you been up to? It's our off season. We're making things happen in the off season. What are you, What are you doing? What do you got going on? Who wants to start? Anybody start? Give it to me. What's it? Pick one. We're, we all have like blank faces on. on I know. It's like, what are we going to What are we going to talk so, about? That's why we're so much energy. Yeah, I know. That's no, why there's just there's four of us. So who goes first? You know, we just gotta call it. We'll out go in here. order, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, after Andy, so all Jimmy, right. Go. So I'm not. I got nothing going on. I had an odd thing happen <laughs> the other day, though. Just I had Verizon over. Oh, the fun. And then, um, so I'm outside with the guy talking about cables in a building. Blah blah blah. And then this older couple walks out. Of the studio and i was like are you guys here to see me they're like yeah we're here to talk about wedding photography i'm like all right this is odd so we go back in i'm thinking for their maybe the grandchild or child it's for them and i think they said because the woman had a hard accent and the the, the husband to be just barely talked i think they said they were married years ago for 20 something years then or more and then didn't see each other for 10 years and now they're back together again getting married in their 80s hmm Aww. That wedding's Saturday. It's small. It's a well, on house small. It's pretty, pretty small. I think it's at a house, and then they're going to this country club for a brunch. So that's not very big. And you are gonna shoot it? Yeah. Great. Because I'm like, you know, I don't like leaving a house for like minimum a wedding because it still is a wedding. And uh, they were like, fine. And um, mm. the outside of that, I'm just taking all my brochures and revamping them from contracts to wedding brochures to adding a new one, new package to then 
you know, stuff I do at the at the studio where I call the dark room for parties, and it's been like an InDesign like w- couple weeks with me than mm. than other stuff too. But that's about it. Nothing much overall. Not much to say that is here photography related. That's exciting. Jimmy out. <laughs> All right, back to you, <laughs> Lindsay. What's up? Yeah, I guess it's it's that time of year when we all just start thinking about all those things we've been thinking about all summer that we want to do and just don't have time for, like the and your packages and your website and your SEO and all that good stuff. But unfortunately, I'm not quite there yet. I still have um, a couple jobs to edit and I've got some album orders in. So I'm still kind of digging through all that stuff and thinking about what I'm going to work on when I finish it all. Yeah. And thinking about it is the first step, right? Mm-hmm. It's a step. It's it's part of it. It truly right? is. Uh, one thing I'm thinking about is uh, expanding my current studio space. So I have a very, very teeny, tiny, adorable storefront, um, but it's kind of useless for anything other than meeting with clients. And uh, some space is available for rent on the upstairs. So I'm thinking about bringing in a couple other photographers to use it as sort of a co-work, co-meeting gallery sort of space and just kind of like ironing out what that what that looks like, how that feels, like who those people are. (laughs) Um, So uh, I met with another photographer today to kind of talk about all of that and made an appointment to go look at the space available upstairs. So I'll have more on that, I guess, the next episode. Um, And other than that, I'm headed to the Adirondacks this weekend to climb a mountain, actually, um, with Nick's brother-in-law. No, your sister's brother-in-law? Yeah, that's who it is. Wally. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's great. Did you know that, story, Nick? Um, sorry? Did, Nick, did you know that? I did not know that, no. Oh, okay. He's my, it's my sister's brother-in-law, so, you know, okay. I know who not he that. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What lake, Lindsay? No lake. Mountain. No lake. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and uh, you know, funny story about how I know this guy, Wally, when this involves Nick that I wanted to tell. So, uh, years ago I posted, um, in one of our local groups, I needed a second shooter. My regular guy wasn't available and Nick chimed in and I was kind of surprised because I'm like, Nick kind of does his own thing. And like, I got really lucky. I got I got Nick D'Antonio to second shoot, and I was really excited. I had met Nick maybe only once or twice before then, but I was, like, stoked. Like, how did I get such a good photographer? And it was later revealed to me that Nick was kind of secret shopping me for his sister's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So Nick's sister was engaged, and uh, Nick came along and helped me out that day. And then uh, later on, his sister hired me for the wedding. Um, so, well, that was funny in of itself, but the best part of all of this was at that wedding, I met my partner, Paul, we've been together about four years now. So if it wasn't for that whole situation with the secret shop and Nick, I actually would have a very different, um, life right now. And I would not be going hiking with this guy, Wally, cause I know Wally <laughs> through this wedding. <laughs> Cool. So anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to go hiking. 
Oh, <laughs> cool. I mean, it hey, wasn't Lindsay. all just secret shopping. It was, I, I, every year I try to like work with other photographers because, you know, at some point I realized I didn't know it all. And I think I've done that with each of, with Andy. That's kind of how I know Andy. That's how I know Neil. Cause I kind of like sought people out who I thought were good. And, uh, you know, when I worked for Neil, I was like, I didn't even, we didn't even talk about money. I didn't even think I was getting paid. I was like, I don't care. Like, I just want to, I just think it's good to learn and see how people do things. And I liked, I liked your work then too. I thought so it, it was like half and half. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful either way. <laughs> and I totally agree. It's such a good idea at any level to keep second shooting. You learn so much and it's yeah. just funny. It's just fun to watch other people work and oh, see yeah. all this dumb things that we all say <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know we we talk about what we do but we don't always see it firsthand i think it's so beneficial i always pick up little tips and i also second shooting when you don't have when you don't have to get a certain shot and you have the liberty to just kind of wander around and get experimental and take different angles and use different lenses that you wouldn't normally do i always find new things that i just yeah love to shoot that I will then take a, into my normal weddings and make it a part of what I always shoot. I always pick up new, new things. So that's good what, idea. That's why Jimmy, stage. Jimmy, August 28th and 29th of yeah. this year, <laughs> I'm shooting one in New Jersey, an Indian road. wedding. And I want you to shoot it with me if you can. It'd right, be fun. August 28th. I'm just reminding you again. Two days? Uh, no, uh, August 28th, August 28th. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's definitely Saturday, maybe Friday. I'm just saying. It'd be cool to meet you in real life. You know? The Rather, 28th is a Friday. 28th is a Friday. Saturday is the real wedding. So, all right. I might be able to do it. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, if you don't it. book it, let me know. And I'll, 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 when I start to look for seconds, I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. You got it. All right. All I'll right. Put uh, winning with Andy. Winning. That'd be kicking ass. Oh, yeah. Winning Dude, that'd be awesome, man. I think we'd have a good time. Um, but anyway, yeah, that is good, man. Like I love watching other people or even like assisting other people when I can, cause you just learn how other people do stuff and watch them be dumb, yeah. you know, like Lindsay, you took when you, <laughs> when, when I, when I, and well, so on that same shoot, Nick, Nick helped me. And then you helped me on that one. And, uh, I, I really had to pull Lindsay's hand into that one though. She, she was like, she was like, oh, you know, there's other people that could do this. <laughs> But I was like, Lindsay, yeah, come I on. I, need, I needed her personality <laughs> on the shoot. I just but um but she you took that behind the scenes photo, which was a cool shot, except like my underwear were like hanging out of my like pants when I was like taking the shot. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna use that for behind the scenes shot, you know? Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, okay. I took a bunch. I have more. I'll I'll see. If I, you know what? Back. I have a bunch too. I I meant to send to you and I I you know, wedding season, I forgot. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll send them to you. I have a bunch. That'd be cool because when I post that, I'm really excited to post that. I, I still can't yet until because they're musicians until they release the album. So once they release the albums, then I'll, I'll be posting those. But um, uh, yeah, so Nick, uh, how are you doing, man? What's uh, how, where are you at right now? Uh, so I finished all my weddings before Christmas, which is always my goal, but never actually happens. Uh, so I was like, just so excited about that. And, um, you know, we, like my first time on the show, we talked about my son and all these medical things. And so it was kind of like a year of that craziness. And then we, that ended and things really took an awesome turn last spring, but then it was running into the wedding season. And then I kind of realized once Christmas hit and I was done that like, I don't feel like I've taken a breath in like a year and a half. Yeah. And, um, like truly rested. Um, and so I crashed pretty good. 
And I'm still trying to drag myself out of that. Um, you know, at, I'm kind of the same way as everybody else. You know, once you're done with the weddings that you have to do, uh, you have these lists that you've been keeping in the back of your head or on paper all year. And so I, I've gone past the thinking about them and got them into like categories like quick jobs, half day jobs, full day jobs, and like major jobs, yep. um, tasks or whatever, things I want to do, things I need to work on. Same as everybody, you know, like brochures and website SEO. And um, I redid my website during wedding season, which was the best mm. and worst thing <laughs> in the world. I almost lost my mind. Um, but the amount of inquiries that came in after I fixed everything was mind blowing. Um, so it was worth it. But, um, actually, you know, at some point, I know last year you guys did like website reviews. If you ever want to do that again, I'm almost done like finalizing mine. So let me know if you got a, uh, if, uh, I would take a look at mine sometime. I wouldn't mind <laughs> the quick version of that, doing the quick version of that on the newer sites. Cause, um, that's one of the, I've been doing the same thing. I I've been going at it like a million miles a minute with the website updates and I'm like the yeah. main page is updated now, like the main stuff. But now I've got to get like I have all these little things on the list. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I want to get like the like the studio space to show that I have the space that you know. So if I want to book more, you know. So I I took some pictures of that today. I from for years I've been meaning to get like shots of my actual wedding albums to like. So sometimes I have like couples yeah. that yeah. ask like afterwards and they're like. And they're like, hey, Andy, we're thinking about a wedding book now. And they're like in a different state. And I'm like, well, it's really good. And it's this much money, <laughs> you know, because like I don't want to send them to the vendor site because then there there's too many different options. So it's like so I took some like really nice pictures today of like the wedding books that I actually deliver the two main options that I have. So I'm going to get those in there and then I want to get to get like a mentor session page and a workshop session page together, like on the site. Things that I've been meaning to do for years that that I'm like actually doing now um and uh you know it's uh so you know that's that's what's been going on i think we're all probably in that same space uh right now in that headspace because i'm all i'm all done with everything and and it's just you know sporadic meetings and catching up on things selling i sell stuff on ebay at this time of year i sold my old d750 actually got like 600 bucks for it um which i thought was pretty good Mm because it had because you know in the in the eBay, ebay auction i said it was like Hundred and eighty thousand sh- shutter actuations, and it's it looks all beat up, and there's like you know the paint is coming off, and somebody they paid people were bidding on it, and went up to six hundred bucks. I was surprised it was went that high. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, nice. I guess I guess that's where we all are right now. Anybody else have anything else before we go on to uh, anything? Our, we have some listener questions there. Uh, let me on. chime in here because uh, it was a couple years ago I, I talked about this that I learned how to do a WordPress website via uncode that was just the whatever the hell that is so i had a powwow just to recap with my web guy because he was moving on he wasn't going to be doing this anymore and he's getting out of the area and all that and so anyway um he he gave me well he was already not in the area so with an hour conversation he taught me what to do and i learned it and then like a month later solid building a whole new website from scratch he came back to me and he was like, man, I am impressed. He's like, you did amazing job. He's like, just the, how things fly in and when they roll back up and your mouse over here and this and that and thinking about everything you see in a, on a web page is not just, just doesn't happen unless it's template based. However, I made point to keep it updated as you go along so that when this time of year happens, you don't have like another month of, of stuff to put up. It's just a, it's just a, like an hour here and there. So my advice to you guys is, especially Nick, now we, you're with your new site, 
just do it as you go, like once every two weeks at best. And then you're just like, okay, these these are to make a little folder. These are the, these are the fold these are the images I want to put up on the site. And then you know when you're sitting down, killing time, doing nothing, you're like, all right, now's the time to do that and just update it. That way, it makes it so much better than to have you know a couple hundred images that you got to upload and then categorize and redo things and reorganize and all that. It's, mm. it's horrible. I hate. It. I've been through many websites, <laughs> and now this is this as much as long as it takes to do it. Here and there, so much better. I have a question about this for you guys because I've been I've been doing a pretty good job of with each wedding or engagement session or whatever. I'll go through and export my absolute favorite anything I think is maybe website worthy. I will export it into a for website um, folder on my computer, and I'll you know make it all the correct dimensions for my website, and then that way I at least have those photos all in one folder. Mm -hmm. But it occurred to me recently that as our editing styles change, yes. now I'm going now I'm going and putting those photos exactly. into my website. And, and I'm like, different. ooh, I don't really do black and whites like that anymore. Yep. So now I now this yeah. folder is kind of irrelevant. I still need to go back into that yes. catalog and re edit this photo. So here here's what you do. Uh, this, is, this is what I do. Um throughout the year I have my as I'm editing weddings I do three stars, four stars, five stars, whatever, right? The five stars are like potential portfolio images. They might not be, but they're potential. So at the end of the year, I go through and I click five. And I like, so I, I import all of my exported JPEGs into like a master Lightroom catalog. And then when I click five stars, I get only the five, only the potential highlight website shots available. And all of those are in like a separate Lightroom catalog that I can adjust to make the editing style the same that's what i just spent i just spent like like three days like making the editing style consistent on my older work so that it looks like my newer work i actually went back to shoots that i shot in like 2010 2012 and like um and went back into the raws in some cases when i really needed to because the editing was so different you know on, on like what i had before but um but yeah get that that's what i do i just get that one catalog file together and then i have here's my 2020 portfolio or i'll go back to my 2019 portfolio and then and then copy it and make it 2020 and then delete and add and then you know that way so real quick so are you thing. using one lightroom catalog like per year or like how are no. you doing that? So every every wedding has a, is a separate Lightroom catalog, right? Because okay. those are all the raws. So you're exporting from one catalog into another catalog. Yes. What I'm doing. Ah, is, I didn't know you could do that. Well, cool. so I, so you just start a new catalog, and I only import the J, the JPEGs into that like master oh. catalog, yeah. right? So in ninety percent of the time, you can actually tweak those JPEGs like like the older JPEGs to look like the newer style. You can't use the same preset that you'd use on the raw, but I but I kind of make up a, a pseudo preset that like gets me most of the way there, and then you really can't tell the difference. There were some times that I needed to go back to that main raw file because it was like, okay, I really like I don't know what I was doing when I was editing this photo like five years ago, right? So I had to go back to yeah. like the main raw oh, file. Wait, I and, did like, the exact start it over. same thing, Andy. Yeah, yeah, exact yeah, same thing. I have a. Me too. I have I had about three thousand images in my JFP wedding slideshow, which I just put on the big seventy-five inch TV at the studio. And a lot of this, I'm like, I gotta get rid of this, some of this stuff. And it wasn't roll; it was just too many images in that folder for Apple TV, which is insane. I could put a hundred thousand photos; it shouldn't matter. But anyway, so I took finally did just what you did. Just took those JPEGs as wherever they were, brought them into Lightroom, 
did a batch on on the ones. Well, I called it again, and then up to where I said, well, here's where I was aperture, and here's where I turned the Lightroom. And then from that point earlier, I redid everything and made a whole new folder. I'm so happy I did it. It had nothing to do with the website. A little different for you. Yeah. Um, website stuff is different. I did the same thing website. Same thing. Except for portraits. Studio portraits, not so much. But wedding stuff on my on, on the website, I did the same thing. But that was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, styles change. We'll probably do the same thing five years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking... That I mean, obviously, if you if you went with a a black and white, you're not going to be able to turn that back into color or anything like that. So I'm thinking no. of maybe right from. So I use Photo Mechanic to call, and I know mm-hmm. that you can um, like duplicate and move files from there. So I'm thinking that I'll pull those website photos. Obviously, I can't see them fully edited, but maybe just right out of Photo Mechanic export. The, copy the raw to a new folder so do that you, way i have the raws right do you, and i can really oh, sure. manipulate them sure yeah i mean if you have all the raws together the problem is i usually don't you know um but maybe that that probably is probably an even better way to do it if you really know what your main images are and then you can export and have like your highlight raw files like like images that you might change editing styles from year to year like if, it, if you're going to keep that image um it's probably is a good idea to keep the raws around rather than doing what I did. Now what I did, so I only did that to maybe like five images, but I do have like, I have like 20 different hard drives at this point. Like I have raw hard drive one, raw hard drive two. I have 20 of those. And they're like, some of them are like 500 gigs a drive. Some of them are four terabytes a drive, you know? So like I had to go back to, Oh, raw, raw drive eight, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then go, go into that wedding that I shot in 2013 or whatever and like find that raw file and, crazy. and bring it in, you know, but I needed to, cause I was like, dude, I cannot, I cannot stand looking at this old ass imaging editing style, like in the mix of like the rest of the portfolio, it just didn't work. So, and, and, yeah. and it is amazing too. Like, it's so amazing. Like going back to that old stuff. And like, you know, you talk about the cameras and the Sony cameras are better and, you know, like the 5D3 is better than the 5D2. I was taking stuff that I shot on a 5D2 doing the same exact thing that I'm doing on, you know, on the Sonys and it works. It's the same thing. It's not the camera. It's never the camera. It rarely is other than the the focusing is better. You know what I mean? But other than that, you know, like... um, It's the same. Unless you have some Leica glass that's unlike anything else and lens flare that's unlike anything right. then fine so freaking picture it. it's a picture at the end of the day yeah Who cares unless you get like a 0.95 lens and the depth of field is done nothing yeah then uh that but that's a lens like the sigma 135 we have you know uh, Lindsay, i want to ask you a question sure. going back to the space because i know all about this like my friend who i shot has shot his wedding years ago wow what an italian wedding this was from the, the <laughs> The carriage to Sicilian singers to everything, insane. He looks back and goes, "Yeah, this is way too much." Um, he's he's a friend of mine now. He's my accountant for years now, and he's renting a desk in my studio that's been doing nothing for nine years. So good, and I'm trying to do what you might become. So if you rent that space, you're you're it's you're the renter, and then. Whatever you sub rent from there, the, your landlord doesn't care. It's like fine, but you're going to be on the on the lease, right? Yeah. So I've already been there for almost two years a now. Kind of thing. Sorry. But downstairs, you said, not in the upstairs unit. Yeah, I have a storefront. Um, it's th- like 330 square feet. 
Um, it's perfect for meeting. You can do a headshot in there, but like you really have to keep it super minimal. Um, the rent isn't super cheap and I really want to start squirreling away some money to eventually buy my own building. Um, so, you know, if I'm paying rent every month, my thought is, gosh, that would be so much better going towards a mortgage. So, uh, you know, if I can bring some other people in. And the other thing is I don't go in there very often. And a part of that is because I'm the only one there. And if I'm going to be sitting alone, I might as well sit alone at home. Uh, Whereas (laughs) if I had a little, you know, co-working space with a couple other photographers I really like, I would be so much more inclined to go in and use the space. So the part now that's tricky is figuring out like how do we how do we divide the time like how do we figure out what work goes on the wall do we put all of our names on the door or do we just have rotating signs when you have a meeting you put your sign up you take it down when you're done with your meeting all of that kind of stuff yeah. we have to figure out if you get a walk-in like is it automatically yours because you were there you know all of these little things uh but, yeah, that's, that's uh, good those are good for, questions My thought for the space is just keep it super neutral and, you know, put some hooks on the wall. When you have your meeting, you hang your picture. And when you're done, you take it down. You put your albums in a box. You put them on the shelf. So I think that Would you still keep – sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask you, would you – you'll still keep your storefront and then upstairs is an additional space. So in order to bring other people into the storefront, we just need some storage space. Uh, One of the photographers I'm talking to really wants a desk space. um, And there's just not room for multiple desks in the storefront as it is. It will just get messy and cluttered and it's just it's not ideal. And there is space available upstairs. So uh, if we can ask you this, do you have to go through the storefront to get to upstairs? Unfortunately, you can't get upstairs through the storefront, oh, no. so it would be almost completely separate. The, no, the stairs are thing. from the outside. Why is that a good thing? Why is that a bad thing? I think that's a bad thing. Because you, your storefront could still be you only, not shared. And then the space upstairs can be shared. So you can have a meeting downstairs. Yeah, but, she, but have a meeting. to get people in there, you got to be able to share that front space, right? Yeah, that's why they're there is that they um, want the space to meet with clients or they would just keep the spaces they already have. Good point. Good point. Right. Yeah. So one has um, like an old industrial space. The other one's just doing like meeting in bars and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so they both, they both want a nice place to show their products and whatever and could use right. some desk space and some storage as well. So, um, yeah, that's we, we've got a lot of stuff to iron out. So I'll let you guys I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I'll let you yeah, know. Please. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Very interesting. Stuff. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm sold all ears to my unit and what to do next. And, and there are almost 10 years this April. Uh, I do a lot of parties, which is which is great. <laughs> I'm like not a lot. I would like more, but a handful, and it's it's cool. And I'm I'm always looking to do something different for a party purpose, which is good because then so the clients come in for a sweet sixteen party or an adult party, and they look around and they go, "This is great, yeah, let's, let's let's do it." And I'm like, "Cool, extra income for a space that does nothing sometimes yeah. on a few days at a hand, like sixteen hundred square feet just sitting there, at least maybe eighteen hundred. I don't even know." And it also, it exposes people to you and your work as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually don't have much on the walls at all. I got like two portrait, one portrait in the the space of Elijah Wood, who everyone thinks is Eminem. And (laughs) I shot in like 2003 or four. And then, which I, it is Elijah Wood. I did a shoot with him. And then 
The other one's like the, the guy's socks and shoes, and that's it. Every other portrait I, I pull down. I put mirrors up. I put like more party stuff there because when I'm meeting with a client, a wedding client, we're just one-on-one talking. And I'm showing them a book, and I got a 75-inch TV in the wall that I show like digital versions of albums, and it just seems to be like I don't even need the stuff on the walls. Like, what are we gonna do? Walk up to the wall and be like, "Hey, that picture was taken here." It's like this. It's it's kind of like no, that's not how you do things. So I always meet a couple at the bar, I offer them a drink, we then talk for a half hour or so, move on to the couch, show them albums, talk over prices, standard practice for almost 10 years, like 100 percent. Well, I've, yeah, yeah, almost ten. So I'm kind of torn on what to put on the walls. I've, I've, mine are blank right now, and I printed a bunch of like non-wedding photos because, like, honestly, if I have to sit there and do work all day, I don't want to look at more wedding photos. You know, I no, just want some cares. nice artwork on the wall. I want like a nice painting over the couch. I don't want like a a bunch of like a frame cluster of black and whites from weddings like it's all i'm looking at all day anyway you want but you want the space to be comfortable for the client so they don't want to leave and eventually they will of course and when they do leave they'll be like <laughs> that was great that was a The other side of it, though, is that I want people to be able to visualize how the work would look in their house. Yes. So, you know, the meeting space looks like <laughs> a living room. So I want them to see that frame cluster over the couch and be like, oh, this would be so amazing for our house. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's one. I think it's part of our job. I think we got to do that. Yeah. You got to do that. It's not like we want to, but yeah, you got My to. My walls are blank. Right. Yeah. That would be the difference. Yeah, like if you came into a photographer's that, uh, studio and like the walls were just like blank with like nothing up. Would you That's hire that photographer? Would you right hire now. that photographer? You don't want blank. Not blank, yeah. but not cluttered. Don't I go crazy. When you're done. I, I just moved in here and just haven't hung anything yet. <laughs> I've been there a while. But <laughs> yeah, the difference <laughs> Still is. Still haven't made like, up my mind. You want to, if you are trying to sell stuff, that's exactly, that's where the difference comes in is if, um, like I, the stuff I have on my walls, I have a small space where I meet with clients, but the stuff that's on my walls is the stuff that sells the best and looks the best on the wall and I can point to it and I do it in every meeting, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, or you can pick up a nice canvas like this over there and then they look and, you know, you know, you go through the whole thing you have your own little, um, you know, spiel. Uh, yeah. And uh, so like, yeah, it, I don't, I wouldn't want to, I don't, it's just a meeting space for me. So I don't work there. I definitely wouldn't want to look at my own work all the time. Um, but I also want to make those sales. And I think that, you know, people seeing it and visualizing it could make a big difference. Yeah. I do have some shelves with um, some framed photos and a canvas. So it's not like there's none of my work in the in this space, but <laughs> just to clarify. Listen, anyway. Listeners, uh, do remember that we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. <whistles> the show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And as I was mentioning about that review, you can leave a review just like uh, Carlene, Carlene, G did via Apple Podcasts in South Africa a few months ago. Remember, I told you Ooh, I'm, I'm going really? back in the episodes. I'm going back to past international wedding photography night reviews because I didn't know they existed until I found them on this website. Uh, and the review wow. is titled Over to Zambia. 
you say Zambia or Zambia? Zambia. Zambia. Zambia, I think. So, uh, Zambia. Zambia. I believe she says Carlian. It could be a dude. I, I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with, with the name. The name. Um, he or she says, "Hi guys, I absolutely love your podcast. I tried to catch up, but now just can't wait for every new episode. You guys make me feel normal!" Explanation point. I work on my own in Zambia as a wedding photographer and have not had a lot of contact with other wedding photographers, so I wasn't sure if I am doing stuff the right way. You so refreshing to know that I am on the right track or at least trying. Keep it up and thank you for taking the time to do these podcasts within your busy schedules. Thank you. That means a lot that you say that because sometimes it does take a lot of time out of our schedule. So thank you for saying that. Um, and yes. Carlian, all the way from Livingstone, Zambia. Um, thank Zambia. you. Z- Zambia. Zambia. <laughs> Pretty sure. Zambia. Zambia. <laughs> Zambia. Yeah, the, yeah. You're singing like an Italian. Zambia. Yeah, uh, hey, a Zambia. <laughs> a Zambia. Molto bene. Okay. Told me there's a, a new emoji that is exactly that. Oh, yeah, give me that. Give that me that emoji with the yeah. little, hey, paisan. Yeah. You know, I was like, come on. <laughs> Fred Angela does it all the yeah. time. She does it all the time. I'm like, I'm Italian. I said, I'm not doing that unless I'm doing it in jest like I am right now. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, oh, come on. I can't believe that just did that. Uh, we're, we're, I had it all set up to like go to like in the wedding group and then I like open it up and like Facebook refreshed outside of the group the second that I did that. Um, we're going to go to some questions that we, that we had in the group. I uh, just kind of posted earlier today that we're recording and we've got some incoming questions and let's try and uh, rock through them and see what happens. Um, Valerie Krasinski. We love Val. Val says, um, here's some things that we can talk about. We don't need to feel like we can talk about them all. Uh, we can talk about them to our heart's content. Hey, it's our podcast. We're allowed to talk about them however long we want or don't want to at all. Isn't that nice? Um, she says um, one, one topic could be associate photographers. Um, this is a good one. Um, I'm in a situation where I may need to use an associate for one wedding. How does that work with contracts? So she's probably shooting her own wedding and, and under her company, she's going to have another wedding going, it looks like, for the first time. And do you need a contract with both the couple and the, yes, and then another with the associate photographer? You should, um, in order to lay the ground rules. And yes, um, you do. Um, anybody want to take that? And while, while you start taking that, I'm going to look up something that I've used in the past. Who wants to start? On Lindsay, you go. You're shaking your head. You take it. I was just thinking the same thing. I wish I had opened up a contract I've used before. Um, definitely get a contract with the other shooter. Um, you'll want it to cover things like um, whether or not they can use the images, uh, what you can can and cannot do with the photos that they took. So I've been in situations where I've been an associate shooter for um, another photographer who who couldn't make a wedding and... You know, there's situations where sometimes they post your photos on social media as if they're theirs. And if you don't want them to do that, then, you know, you should have that in the contract. There's all kinds of things like that that you should discuss. I think Andy will pull up a sample here and have some some specifics for you. But also, yeah, with the couple, you want to specify exactly who's going to be at their wedding uh, and let them obviously know it's not going to be you because your company name is you know, Valerie's photography. So, uh, I, I assume you've already communicated that with the couple, but, um, always good to have everything in writing. So Andy, Lindsay, what'd you find? Yeah. Uh, so I, Lindsay, uh, I looked, go ahead, Andy. so I looked at this like one time I did, um, 
I had, I don't know if you're, you guys know Roman or oh, Lindsay, you do. I don't know, Nick, if you know Roman, but uh, uh, I've met him years, a, years ago, he really wanted to like main shoot for my studio. And like, he was my main second shooter for a long time. And he did really good, totally trusted him. So I was like, all right, let's try this out, you know? Um, and I had like a portfolio of his on my website. And anytime I wasn't booked, I sent them him and gave him his pricing, which was different from mine. And he worked under my company because he's very good with the shooting, wasn't so great with the business or didn't want to be, you know? So it was kind of a, a good thing. And and we booked maybe like five or six weddings doing it that way where I where I had was doing like the studio thing for a little, like kind of. I didn't like it because I wasn't, I found that for the extra headache that I got, I didn't make that much more money that it justified doing it. Um, I could have charged a little bit more and, you know, whatever. I, on average, I was probably making like, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for those weddings but i didn't feel like it was worth the extra headache and time and booking and extra emails and extra editing and all this just all the stuff that went along with it you know it wasn't worth the that extra money to me you know but um i did put a contract together because i am a type a person when i did that and i was like okay if we're gonna do that part that this needs to be done the right way and really you re we really should be using these with second shooters, especially if we don't know the second shooters. You know, if we, you know the person, you trust them, they have their own business, you would hire them. Like whatever, no. you, you know. No, even if you do, even if you do, <laughs> even if, if you, you do, do, I know you should. He's you should. right. She's I'm right. telling you, I've been real surprised before. Yeah. yeah, I, I, you make a good point. Okay, well, either way, I had him sign this, and, and let me just give you some of the some of the big things, and this works for both main and second shooters that really we should be using in all cases. The, and so the, the first thing is that this is a real big one. This is a biggie. Um, it, it's listed as you are a contractor. Wait, what's happening? What the hell is happening over here? What? I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk. Get into contract stuff, and you guys are all laughing. Jimmy's getting up. What's happening over here? I don't know. Jimmy showed us his belly for some reason. <laughs> Wait, Jimmy, why are you showing them their belly when I'm trying to talk about these contracts? Fine. My belly's fine. Yeah, but why? What does that mean? I, I think it was do. a belt I'm adjustment. Just switching my legs. I sit with a leg under a leg all the time. Oh. I was sitting an hour, <laughs> vice versa, left leg on right leg. So I oh rotated. God. Uh, Rotation of the legs. Tommy Cam. All right. <laughs> Continue. I'm going to try and hit the big ones quickly. The big one is, is make sure it says, you know, they're, they're a contractor. That because if you're if you are 1099 in people, they, they need to be their own business. And you need to make sure of that because if they're not their own business, they're not set up to be their own business, that could be a real problem later on. You can't 1099 people that aren't their own business. So in the contract, I said, you are a contractor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and um and, and it's a work for hire is a very important thing to say that this is a work for hire contract because if 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 they're giving you their images. Technically, what happens? Somebody takes the takes a picture that sh that they own the copyright to the image unless they have signed it over to your business. And it's especially important. It already is important if they're a second shooter. They should be doing that anyway. Especially important that if you have a main shooter, that it's it's clear that that, that is a work for hire contract. You are shooting for this business, and then and then if you want to, um, I have in here. You can use them in your portfolio if you say that they're they were shot with me. If you want to give that to them, you know that's that's kind of up to you. But everything should be cleared out so that they're and spelled out so that there aren't questions later. If all these issues that you see come up in these Facebook groups are like so and so is using my images now, what now? And this is happening now, or you know, avoid that <clears throat> by putting that in the contract, especially for for this kind of situation. Um, Share this, please, Andy. Before I forget. Yeah. 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 On the on the on the 
yeah. on the page. Yeah, independent. You list them as an independent contractor. List what they are getting paid. You know, like if you're a main shooter, you're going to get paid this much. If you're a secondary second shooter, this is what you're going to get paid. Times to complete assignments. How long are they going to take before they give you the files? You know, I had in here all original files must mm-hmm. be delivered to the studio by the end of the event being photographed right then and there. You know, like it all needs to be spelled out. So it's not like somebody shot a week for me. Why didn't go? I still don't have the images. What do I do? You know, you know like there's all these things. Get them, get them in here ahead of time. Um, copyright. Make sure that that's spelled out. It's a work for hire job. The the work belongs to the studio. You aren't going to sell any of those images taken to to any other person, company, group, advertising agency, or without the studio's express written permission. That's another line that's important to be in there. Um, exclusivity. Um, the contractor understands that they represent the studio and and, and not any other business like themselves when they're when they're mm-hmm. at the wedding and shooting the wedding. Um, while you're directly working for the studio, the contractor will not advertise your own business, blah, 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 blah. That's a mm-hmm. line that needs to be in there. Confidentiality. The contractor understands that all materials, price list, contracts, financial documents, agreements, basically all of my studio stuff, if you know my pricing and the way that I'm doing things, you can't just take that and then use that exactly. You know, whatever, you know, it's, it's, um, if, if you're using the, the equipment, um, you know their own equipment. It's I had a line in there. I think I pulled this from a couple different subcontractor contracts that that people use. You know, the contractor agrees that all materials must be to return to the studio at the time or any that, that they're supposed to be. Liability: the contractor warrants that um, he or she will perform when booked for a photographic assignment that they are liable for any loss or financial liability suffered by the studio. You hire some some main shooter, they don't show up for a job, they're responsible. That's written down in the contract. You know that that, that they sign saying that they're a contractor taking this assignment. Um, the studio is not liable for any loss or damage to the contractor's equipment under this contract. Um, there's a thing about equipment and then just more legal jargon. But the but the big points in there that i mentioned are the big points those are independent contractor what they're going to pay when they're going to have it done when they're giving it to you what they can use it for and what they can't um and what the liability is that i just kind of went over those are the main things and they should be in there and for main shooters i really should be using their summer seconds but i trust my seconds so much that i just don't yeah. even care and and maybe that'll come you back just, to bite me but i can't possibly I, I can't imagine that with my second shooters that, that i use so. you just hit the nail on the head no way am i working with someone well, I mean, it might happen where I just don't know them and not being friends with them. Um, so you, you get that trust because they know they want to do this again with you and they, they don't want to push that boundary of, of a lot of what you said exists on the, in the first place. The, the, all those rules and, and all those checkpoints. Um, even when I worked in a film business, I, you know, when someone would want to be my second AC on, on a movie, I'm like, I don't care about your resume. I just care about who you worked with. And then I want to meet you because if we don't have a good connection, I'm sorry. I'm not hiring you, male or female. It doesn't matter. I just want to, I'm going to spend 12 to 14 hours a day with you for the next four months. It's like, I got to get along with you. So same thing with a wedding, way less than that, but still there's be more throughout the year, ideally. So you want to, you want to get into a point where you're friends with a person, like you said, Andy, and I agree. And I don't, all my assistants are, are friends. They're, they're they're not just someone randomly. Oh hi, I'm Joe. How you doing? There you go. You know. Yeah, but if it is, then you should. Then, and then you, you should. Really then, should. Yeah. By yeah. all means, have I agreed? Agreed. Yep. Then I think, think it's better too to be more like that. Might sound sound really extreme to some people. But I think it's better to be, more, you know, on that on that edge on that side of things because you can always back off a little. Like I have pretty much all the same stuff and with my second shooters that I 
I've had them sign. Um, and, but you know, as I've gotten to know, um, I've gotten to know them better. If they want to use something, they feel comfortable enough to ask me. And I'm almost like, yeah, go, go for it. Like, I want to see their business grow. I want to see them do well. I want to see them succeed. If it's a great image, um, I'm, you know, I put very, very, very little of that, um, on the website, you know, anyway, so mm -hmm. they might as well get something out of it if they're, but if they didn't ask and just did it, I'd be, you know, I, I might say something yeah, or, or I, not use them that, again. Yeah. That has but happened the before. Fact with that they too. always ask huge to me. It makes me like just the fact that you're courteous enough and respectful enough to ask, um, you know, makes that, me that like, yeah, go for that it. Man. Like, yeah. I, and by know? the way, I have had people that I've had second shoot for me that I really trust and love and still love and care about and think they're great. But they like used images without asking me, even though we had the conversation and like, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. I will never use you again. Like I, like I don't even, yeah. I'll never refer people to you. Yeah. Like I've never said yeah. anything, but it's just like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that you should know better than that, you know? And, and like, so like when that's happened, I just, in that situation, I don't, some people really get worked up about it and, and all that. Yeah, and, and I could, but like, you know what? I'll just never use you again or refer I, you or, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't have as much respect for you so, at the end, you know? So. so glad you did that because you get that vibe with someone when you're like, I don't know about this person or I don't know about this gig, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> for example, uh, in my portrait world, uh, a good friend of mine for years, world-renowned mixologist Gary Regan passed away a couple weeks ago. G Gaz Regan, either one, if you look him up. So he was beloved by, by maybe millions, like literally he toured earth teaching and had books on mixology and all that. I, I'm so grateful that since 2003, when I first started photographing him, because he lives in my town, I knew him, that nearly every professional headshot of, pretty much every professional headshot of him is mine. Since his passing, there's been a lot of like uh, groups being formed, people want to do articles all over the, all over the world. And uh, they they always they have always come back to me to say, hey, can we use this for permission? And I'm so glad that that's happening. I'm like, and of course, I'm like, yes, of course you can use it. That that thank you for asking. But in a sense, you know, it's like he didn't didn't have to because it was like an image that was out there for years, and he had the license for it and fine. But it's kind of it's kind of going back to what we're talking about with when you you have a second shooter that you trust, because you know that person's gonna then come back to you and say. Hey, Andy, I know I was with you at this wedding a year ago, but I really like some of the images I shot. Can I use them for my portfolio? Most likely, if you, if you like and trust the person, you'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's, a, a that's the thing. Like, if this person would have said, hey, Andy, I really want to use these or whatever, blah, 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 can I? Even without the without attributing you, and if they like, really ask because it was really important to them, I probably would have said, yeah. But yeah. like when you did that, like I'm like, nope, sorry. You know, like that's just I, no. I don't, give, I don't give my finished versions to... If, if my assistants ask, uh, I'll be like, here's the raw file. Do what you want with it. You know, you took it. But, uh, oh, yeah. I'm not oh, well, of course. My, of my course, finished yeah. version of it. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's your Nor editor, my so. preset yeah. if they like that preset. Yeah. Like, oh, I like so, what you did there. What did you do? Figure it out. So you know? would you guys then? So it sounds like um, you would do one contract for the couple between you and the couple, the business and the couple and one oh, contract yeah. between you and the, the shooter. Oh, yeah. Like when I when I when I was doing that, I mean, they signed a contract just like they normally would with me. And I was actually at those meetings. I had Roman at those meetings too. Cause I was like, you know, if they're going to book you, you got to be there too. 
when we're meeting with the couple so they know who's the main who the main shooter is you know so we were both there at those meetings and um and uh they signed the contract just like normal you know except except it said that he was the main shooter you know um all right um val also asks um at what point do you let inquirers know that it's a first come first serve basis contract and deposit for reserving a date during the first email phone call back to them or only if someone else inquires the first same date um i personally uh only mention it to them well when i send them my information it's very clearly listed on the information that i send to them um you know when i give them my pricing and stuff like that it says dates are not reserved until a contract and deposit is received that's in there in like the question section because like that on a, on a regular basis i hammer it it's mentioned then when i have the consult with them at the end of the consult i mentioned that like if they're not going to book then just so you know i don't hold dates without a contract and deposit um and then it's also mentioned um if it comes up again you know but those are only the, i guess the two times that i do do you guys do have other points where you do that or same 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 yeah yep a little more uh i don't have it listed anywhere but pretty much yeah and if a lot of times it comes up in the client meeting, they'll ask like, oh, we're going to, you know, take a week. We, we're meeting with a couple other people, whatever it is. Um, and I'll just tell them, you know, hey, I'll let you know if, if anyone comes up in the next few days. But just so you know, I don't blah, even blah, tell blah, them that exactly anymore. I'm done. I'm done telling them that I used to tell them that I used to say I used to say you have a week or whatever. And then I would get contacted. And then I feel weird when I contact the other couple. I'm like, I'm done. So when, I, when I'm at that meeting, I'm like, if it's first come, first serve. The end. Yeah the end good luck yep. to you good luck to me if it works out it it's great once you have it. you have the chance to book me right now if you're not going to book yeah. me now then <laughs> you know good luck hopefully if you want to, to book me like later on you can try i don't know what's going to happen i don't say it like that i, also, I, also I say it nicer this. but like that's the reality of it i learned this years ago when in, when i was in between studios before i moved to my place now and i had like storage in my garage i was meeting clients at coffee shops and restaurants and i sent a couple a brochure and I met with them over an hour away at a pizza shop. And then we're talking about weddings, prices. And then I'm like, well, you, you, I sent you my brochure. I was talking about, I was like, it's like, oh, no, I didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, you did. And I'm thinking, and then the, their, their rates, <laughs> their, what they wanted to spend was less than half of my starting rate. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell am I even doing here now in Rhinebeck, New York, right. which is more than an hour away from me? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wasting all our time? Yeah. I, I'd be like, uh more 18 year scotch please and these this couple's paying for it because i couldn't believe the time it it, it was yeah. my whole day pretty much dude i used to do so that from now on yeah no matter what a couple when a couple says love your work blah 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 want to meet with you this and that there's rates on my on the site there's rates on there starting yeah. rates here and there i still send them a brochure i don't want to waste anyone's time nope yeah, because I used to do that, man. I used to meet like couples like an hour away, and I'd like go drive out there and meet them, and like or meet them halfway and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm over that. I'm so done with that. My my option are um, meet me at the studio, Skype yep. meeting. Those are your two choices. <laughs> you know, hundred percent. That's it. Those are your I two a, choices. Bar, you know, yeah. There's a bar in my studio. Please come. Yep. You'll love it. Yep. So you're not you're you're not more than an hour away, no matter what, no matter where. Connecticut, right. Jersey. I met with some people this week. Connecticut. An hour, Manhattan. They came up, all good. Yep. Yep. Um, we, we said before we started this podcast, we're not going to go long, and we're going long. How you, long we've been going? Uh, fifty-two minutes. Oh, that's that's fine. That's all right. That's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. Um, 
Do you, does it feel like it's longer than it is, Jimmy? You ready to go? You oh, ready to get geez, out of here? Is that what you're trying to say? Wow. Okay. Tell us how you really If the podcast feel. host can't keep going on the on the episode, how do the listeners feel right now? <laughs> no, I could talk. I, we could talk a lot more. We got to stretch out the winter <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, this, well, Val's that. got more questions to keep this thing go, to keep this thing rolling here. So, uh, <laughs> do you have a referral system? Like, if a past client refers you, do you give a little gift to the refer? We talked about this last episode. No, I do not. You don't get anything Oops. from me. You get you get nice photos out of me and a smile. That's about it. <laughs> box of hugs photos of, photos a smile and a hug at the end of the day <laughs> at, the end, <laughs> at the end of the wedding day that's what you get from me you know there's no gifts i don't box anything up yeah we're, we're as a business we, i mean i box up the wedding books small. the wedding books are boxed up the usb drives if i send those those look nice you know i don't barely use those anymore i just i just three years ago i i ordered i bought credit from photo flash drive i literally just used it up this week and finally got some i don't even use them anymore Hmm. It's just it's just like a download uh, via my uh, shoe proof uh, I use, and people don't even ask. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be set for a while, which is fine because those things are you know they're not that cheap. Yeah. Just saying. Um, Val, next I asked. We already kind of answered this, but we kind of didn't. Um, so when you first get an inquiry, do you prefer to email back, just email back with all of your info, or hop on a phone call, FaceTime, in person meeting? Um, if you tried it all, what works best for you? in your business um do you guys just email back or do you do you try other things first you kind of get on talk them on the phone anything like that um i uh, i actually just came up with a system that um i'm pretty i think i'm pretty happy with uh i used to just do email and then like hope to get them in the studio um but i found that to be uh problematic because i live uh, and i live about an hour from most of the places that i shoot so i live um, an hour from Buffalo, hour from Rochester, hour from the Finger Lakes. And it was, I was losing weddings sometimes because we just couldn't get on the same schedule. Uh, they're driving an hour to see me and they're driving 20 minutes to see Andy and 10 minutes to see Lindsay. And guess what? That's way easier than driving an hour. And then the winter, half the stuff will get, half the meetings will get canceled anyway because of weather. And, um, so, uh, this year what I started doing was I'll, I'll either email them as soon as I can, as soon as I possibly can, I'll email them back. Um, if, if they, I have a, in my, where they can, you know, the, the inquiry form, I put the f- uh, phone number place for their phone number. I don't make it, uh, you know, that they have to include the phone number, but, uh, I put it there. So if they give me their phone number, I call them, give me your phone number. I'm going to call you because no one calls anymore. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. So it's, to me, it's something out of the ordinary, and most of the time, the response is like, oh, wow, I didn't think, hi, how's it going? Sometimes they're caught, they're caught off guard, but it's never a bad thing. Um, and I just say, hey, just want to let you know I'm, I'm available for your date. Um, if you have any questions right now, I'll be happy to answer them. Otherwise, I'll just follow up with an email and we can catch up later. And that's gone really well. And then the other thing that I've done is um, and if, they, or if, they, if they don't answer the phone, I'll send them an email and then send them a text. And they almost always respond to the text. I try not to do a lot over text because I don't want to have all my stuff, my contact, my correspondence with them. And like Facebook, you know, like all these different places, it just gets too hard to track. So I try to funnel them all into email eventually. Um, but I'll send them a quick text. Just same thing. Like, hey, I'm available. Just send you an email. Get back to me whenever you get a chance. Um, but so that has worked really, really well. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing is, uh, and I've used this in my pitch is, you know, the first time I'm talking to them that they have some time, 
Um, so rather than trying to get them to come out to the studio, I'm just trying to book them if I think they're a good fit, um, you know, during our conversation or I'll stalk them on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. Um, I'll, I, what I do is just send them a, a $500, uh, retainer fee and I do it online and it's done and it's quick. And my pitch is, is just, Hey, you know, if, if, you know, if you get off the phone today and, and you feel like I would be a good fit for your wedding. Um, just let me know, but you, you also feel like maybe you're not ready to like go through all the packages and figure out what you guys want and worry about the budget. But you, if you just know that you want to book me, let me know. I'll send you a quick invoice, $500, reserves me for the day. It's non-refundable. Um, and then we'll just work all the details later and you can cross this, you know, giant thing off your list and feel a lot better about it. And that has worked so well. So I book them, get the money. It's non-refundable. Um, and then in the next coming weeks, we kind of work out the contract, but it takes that pressure off them to like figure out every detail. Um, and so far that's worked really well. Mm. I'm really happy with the way my kind of new way of doing it so far. It hasn't like have any, any negatives. Yeah. Like um, I've, I've tried some of that before, like with the phone numbers and getting the phone numbers and like some people put it down, some people didn't. And, and sometimes I called and I felt weird calling cause, and cause sometimes my pricing wasn't within their budget. I do like how you said that though. Um, you know how you just kind of said, you know, Hey, you know, I'll, I'm just, I am available. I'm going to send you some info. That's, that's, that's good. And then you, then you, if you want it, if you have any questions now, feel free. Otherwise I'll send you some info and you can let me know from there. It's a nice way to kind of touch base and let them know that you're just like a human being. That's like a normal person. Sometimes that's half the battle, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, but the thing is, is every time I've done that, I've kind of gone back. What's up, dude? <laughs> that guy. Come say hi. Your son just right. going to your bar. There he is. Here what's he is. your son's name again? There he is. Xander. With an X. Xander, what's up, dude? Oh really, <clears throat> he can't hear you. Hold on. He's coughing up a storm. There you go. <laughs> yes. Xander, what, what's it like having this dude as your dad? Interesting. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Are, are, you, are you interested in photography at all, or are you just like, whatever? It, maybe a little bit. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. You got to do you, man. You got to be yourself. Yeah. I hope yep. your dad's always taught you that. Be you. Yeah. I right. try. Okay. I, I I always in the car driving. I'm like, hey, who wants to listen to uh, the dad on the podcast? No, isn't in the emphatic response <laughs> before I finish the sentence. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Uh, all right, dude. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. All right. I'm a little sick here. All right. Yeah, go, go okay. Get, stop breathing on me. You're sick. Jimmy, I have an important question. Yes. I don't know if he's mine. I didn't see DNS tested. That's it. Next so question. For the viewers, behind Jimmy is a big row of, of bottles of booze. It's a bar behind him. And Xander just came into the room and went straight for that <laughs> line of booze. I have a follow-up question. I, I have a next question. Maybe he just needs a little whiskey for his cold, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm all for it. It looked like he just tried to sneak in behind you, grab some booze, and beeline out. Like, like father, know. like son, perhaps? Is that what, what we're talking? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because behind me is like old school 1950s, you know, wooden cabinet and, and armor and the, the China cabinet no one ever uses. <laughs> Most things just sit there. Why is this thing here? Like dining rooms. My mother-in-law has one of those. Jesus. Like dining rooms are so antiquated, right? Like who uses a dining room? What's a dining room for in 2020? You know? Come on. Get rid of the dining room. I'm not kidding you. China. This stuff has been used in the past 
when I move here, 95. <laughs> Four times tops, yeah. maybe. It's yeah. like, what, what, it's just so old school. Anyway, so uh, behind me is just like, you know, Sharpies, stapler, random stuff, the, the podcasty things, the the uh, the loop deck that Andy yells at me for using. Oh, <laughs> anyway, gotta do you, just like I told you about Xander. Xander's gotta be him. Jimmy, you do you. Lindsay, you do you. Yep. Nick, you do you. I'll do me. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, I have uh, <laughs> one more one more thing to say though about. Yes. Um, what were what were we just talking about? I don't know. Bourbon <laughs> uh, inquiries. inquiries. What do you do? Bar. Inquiries. No. Inquiries. Yeah. So uh, one of my friends that I was up in Vermont with, we were discussing all of this stuff. What happens after you initially get your first point of contact with people? And she was saying that. So she's really big on the in person sales, and she only will send out her starting price. And so when she gets that inquiry, she'll say, yes, I'm available. You know, my packages start at whatever. Here are some other galleries or full weddings or whatever. I don't know what she sends. But her her next move is always to get them in the studio. And then she reveals all of the pricing in person where she can say this beautiful thing. And granted, she's in she's in the Boston market. So it's a very different market than where we are in Buffalo. And she's working strictly with luxury clients. So these are people who are going to drop literally $15,000 in products. Like, well, we have three homes, so we need an album for each house and Mm. we're going to need, you (laughs) know, all of these canvases for each house and each one needs a gold frame and et cetera. So, you know, she makes crazy sales there, but that's her move. She gets them into the studio and gets the products in their hand, not after the wedding, but right off the bat. And Mm. doesn't something. That's a hard market. All that pricing. Yeah, it's a totally different market. I just thought it was so interesting. You know, our our opinions are, you know, Nick and Andy and I are both in Buffalo. Jimmy, you're downstate. You probably have a little bit more budget in your area than we do here. But, you know, it's just crazy how much it varies from area to area. And, and, you know, even we had Hannah on, I think she was saying, you know, her um, area is really low budget by comparison. I think it was Hannah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's really interesting how every market's so different. Yeah, that was a big thing for me, why I tried to get them. I spent years trying to get them into the studio just to show them albums, just to prep them for later sales. Um, but in the end, it, because of the distance, it just didn't it just didn't work out. And yeah, and you just never know. The other thing about in-person sales is you never know. Like I have a client who is like, you know, half half my or maybe a third of my clients are like, don't aren't interested. Another third will spend as little as possible, and then have another third that will, you know, spend twenty eight hundred dollars on albums, and and not not even blink. And I wish I could figure out who's who uh, <laughs> at a time, but it never seems to work. But uh, um, that was something I tried really hard for a while is to get them into the studio, and, and I still try to do that at some point. I'll I'll get that retainer, but then you got to come meet with me in the studio and there's less pressure to do it. I don't have to worry about getting them in quick before someone, they book with somebody else, but I do want them to see the albums. That's always a big part of why I have them come meet with me. Um, because I want them, you know, I want them to, to purchase that later on. Mm -hmm. Over the years, you know, I've been, I've been kind of better about 
about actually booking without meeting. Like I've, I've booked a few over email this past year, which I usually don't do. <laughs> usually I try and at least meet with them, but like they were like at a sister's wedding or something like that. And I'm like, all right, you're, we'll just do it over email. And you know, <laughs> feel free to ask me any questions if you want to book. Just let me, and I was surprised, you know, like it just, it depends on the, the client and they, cause they were like living internationally or whatever, this one couple. And it's like, whatever, you know, there's no rhyme or reason, exact science to it. Try different yeah. things. See what works best for you. Yeah. I think too, that like you, it's, you've got to figure yeah, you've got to figure out what works for you because we're talking, you know, I'm not at a, at a place where I'm, um, like I'm finally at a place in my business that I don't have to take everybody that comes in. Uh, but that took a long time to get to that place. It was a long time where I just, it was like, it didn't matter. The money's green. I just, I like, I don't, I, I have to stay, I have to stay afloat. Um, and I, you know, never liked that, but, um, there were plenty of weddings I did that I didn't want to do because I just needed to keep the business moving forward. Um, so you just figure out what works for you and, and, you can adjust it as things progress, hopefully. Speaking of progression. And the other thing is, yeah. Oh, Lindsay, I was going to do the, the, the thing, but go ahead. Go ahead. So I set him up and. Uh... Yeah. Go ahead, Lindsay. Sorry. All right. I was just going to say, do, do what you enjoy too. Like, if you hate talking on the phone, don't set your business up to be phone based. Like, you're going to dread every call you have to make. If you thrive and yeah. you think. People really respond to you in person. Try to get them in person. If you are someone who gets really nervous and in front of people, but you can articulate your thoughts really well in writing. Some people are terrible writers. I know one specific photographer who every time I get a text from this person or they post on the internet, I'm just like, oh my God, spell check or the grammar or whatever. Like it doesn't even make sense. And then you talk to them in real life and they're like highly intelligent. They're just not good writers. We all have our strong suits. So, you know, I think that's a part of weighing in on this too. Like all of those things can work. A phone call can work. FaceTime, Skype, in person, email, whatever. Like they all work. You just have to find a way to, you know, find out which one works best for your personality and what you enjoy, not just for your clients. Yeah, find the progression that works best for you. Speaking of progression, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't even know what the hell I was thinking or how I was going to use that. No. Um, but Jason, Jason Angelini writes in speak as far as progressing as a wedding photographer, going on for many years. He's been at this for sixteen years, and he says. He's curious what you all do to bring in new clients. He's been in business for 16 years and they used to roll in without thinking about it via searches and client referrals and vendor referrals. They just, the, the, the inquiries just rolled in naturally. Um, but that has eroded over the years and he would like to pull them back in. I don't blame him. I kind of know what he's talking about because I feel like I definitely have slightly less inquiries than I used to have years ago. I'm still doing very well as far as bookings go. But sometimes, you know, you wonder, you know, and there's a lot of newer photographers and different things going on in the industry. Um, so and so partly, like, what do we do? How do we stay relevant? And I think that I think the big thing to this is don't don't act and look like your work is old. You know what I mean? Like you can be old and being old is cool. That can be a cool thing. But don't let your work look old on your website. Don't look the the things that you do do now look like it was 2010. Do you know what I mean? Or look like it was 2005? Because yeah, that's that's a, we remember Jimmy. We were, you and me and Neil. I think one episode we were talking about 
like editing styles. Yes. And I was, and I think the biggest thing, and I kind of took to heart, like the thought of like that, like, you know, we should stay true to ourselves in terms of like what we like our overall style to be, but have your finger on the pulse of what is actually happening at the same time and Couldn't mix that together. You have to, because if you don't, it literally just looks like your work came straight out of 2002 or straight mm-hmm. out of 2005. Like, like, so, so for the love of God, haven't have a pulse on that. And remember we were talking about like the dresses, like yeah. you have, like I had dresses that looked like they, they were like when I first started my career. Cause they, cause that was yeah. the time period, you know? So you got to get Dramas. rid of those shots, even though you're yeah. either you love them or whatever you got to. I think that's the biggest thing, man, is like, um, is, is trying to learn and, and stay on top of it. And, 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 uh, you know, yeah. Pay attention. I'm 17 basically. years in this year. This is my 17th year professionally doing this professionally. Right. I've been a photographer my whole life, but just starting a wedding, well, a photography business in 03, here I am. So yeah, I, I, it's it's tough. Yeah. yeah, I would. If it were it, me, I'd I'd be tough. Get tough. We're all gonna get there. We're all gonna get there. You know, you guys are younger than me, and you guys have been doing this a little less than me. Um, but uh, but it's just like any pointed out, like just stay current. And I try. I I I think I succeed at that. Like I I look back at my son. I delete stuff. When I'm like, that's just too old. I don't care how much I like that image. Gone. I don't care. It's been out there too long. Gone. Let it go. I don't care what awards it won. It's irrelevant. Right. It's gone. Yep. You know? Yeah. No what yeah. I think curious, on it. What, would, what was working before and why isn't it working now? I'd be looking at my own work going like, something changed? Did I not change? Um, and taking a hard look and maybe having somebody else review mm-hmm. my website, review my work. Someone who is that's a good idea. You know, really yeah. on top of their game right now, and just you know, humble, get humble, and just say, "Hey, man, what do you think? Do you think I need to change anything? Do you think I need to do anything?" And you know, that's a really good way to grow. Um, some other really practical things like Facebook ads. I I haven't done them. I'm looking at doing them. Um, there's a guy I follow. His name is Taylor Jackson. Um, he's got a ton of stuff on YouTube. He's a great photographer in actually not too far from us in, uh, Ontario. Uh, but he's got a lot of stuff about, um, Facebook ads, um, bridal shows. I did bridal shows for a long time. That's how I broke into the business. And that's how I kept business when I doubled my prices early on as I went to bridal shows and I just sold like crazy and you start to expand your circles and you make new circles and I'm still getting weddings from Weddings that I booked at bridal shows and some of my and some of my biggest weddings. In fact, that I think that that album sale, they did a, a huge wedding package. One of the biggest album sales I ever had um, came from a bridal show. So they're not all budget. Some of them, most of them are, but they're not all that way. So there are some practical stuff you can do to drum up more business. I mean, Taylor Jackson, this guy, um, I just been watching a lot of his videos lately. So it's just fresh in my mind, but he'll shoot like 50, 60 weddings a year, and he's making top dollar doing them. He's going all over the world. He's won awards, all this stuff. Um, and he's still doing Facebook ads because he wants to, he does a high-volume business model. Mm-hmm. So it's not like if you do that Facebook ads that, you know, that's I – I guess I kind of have the connotation that, like, I'm not good enough. If I use Facebook ads, I'm not good enough to get business on my own by just being out no. there or whatever, you know. But that's – so. I think that's foolish and and – I think so, the number. I think one of the number one things is, friend Benny. If he's listening, I don't think he listens. 
if he does, it was if there was it was years ago, maybe seven, nine years ago. He's younger than me. He's like ten years younger than me. We're at a convention in New York State, and I'm I'm doing a, a small class. I'm speaking to a, a small group, and I mentioned Benny, and he gets up and he goes when he gets up. I was like, Benny, what was that? Your early thirties. What the hell did you just moan as you get up? And I was just, I was just happening to be talking about like, we got to stay like energetic as wedding photographers. We can't complain about our physical body yeah. because that's not going to help us. You know, you know, we got to stay fit. We got to, whatever fit is to your body person. Fine. You got to, be, you got to be on point when you show up and be like, hey, here I am. Good to see you. You can't go around and go, oh, oh my back is killing me today. That, that's not going to do good. You can moan as you get up. You can complain. If if you're just starting dinner and they say, I'm sorry, they need you inside for, for some portrait. Go, okay, I, I know you're about to eat. Just do it. You're fine. The food's be there. Take a couple bites and run. Whatever. Don't put a, a big stink about, well, it's my time to eat now. No, because that's not going to fly well. With everyone involved, I think that that's, that that we get bitter. Stay positive, you know? people. We, yeah, positive. we get <laughs> get bitter, and we get like you know we love telling the the horror stories with everybody involved in the sidelines of doing what any job does. No one wants to say, "Wow, I had a great day yesterday. I made so much money, and everyone's so polite, and it was flowers everywhere, and a rainbow showed up." No one wants to hear that. <laughs> you want to hear. About how hectic it was, and the drunk guy that showed up was giving you crap and almost stealing your camera equipment and being like, "Dude, you, you think you're a photographer?" Those are the stories to tell. Speaking of somebody, those are the stories. Speaking that of somebody's you. camera equipment being lost or, or kicked over or or moved over, uh, and, and and having stories to tell, Chris writes in and says, "How about what do you do when someone's child kicks your camera and then it goes into Niagara Falls with the memory card still in it?" <laughs> Let me read that once again. Good joke. How about what do you do when someone's child kicks your camera and then it goes into Niagara Falls with a memory card still in it? This is what you do. Actual Niagara Falls people. Who's <laughs> Niagara yeah, we live here. Falls? Yeah. You do. What are you gonna do? You Who's responsible for it? the replacement and paying of the clients back for the images lost? You, no. the photographer, or the kid's parents who are letting their kid kick and vandalize your stuff while you're setting for your clients up. Asking for a friend? Insurance. Can we do this? I, oh, my God. There's so much to say on this. Dude. Well, first of all, the kid's freaking responsible. The parents are responsible. And some, you know, like, like because unfortunately, like, if it was just the camera, if it was just the camera and there were no cards in it, whatever, you know what? Like, insurance. fine, the kid insurance. kicked it over. Insurance. I've got insurance. Hopefully they pay for it. But I want to take your information. We'll see what happens. If not, I'm probably going to have you be responsible or half responsible. Maybe we can talk about that. I don't know. Wait, is this kid a part of the like the group he was photographing? Or is this a random I don't kid? Know. Do we know that? Let's, I'm assuming no, it's random. I took it as random. But I took I'm it as random. Assuming. Okay. Uh, Xander's hitting the, hitting the liquor up back behind you again, Jimmy. I don't know if, I don't know if you know that or not, but... Yeah, liquor. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll let you know if he pops up again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's so much to say about that, but in, I guess in brief is, uh, if it's their session and the kid, like clearly did this in view of everyone else, you're just gonna be like, 
you know, if they if a couple <laughs> Dude, of things, if, if, if that if that was a wedding, oh my god, I don't know what I would do. I better not have been a wedding. It better it better have been an engagement shoot. But even if it wasn't, like, oh my, yeah, because that because yeah, you think about the time, the cost of the camera. It's not even just the cost of the camera and the memory cards. It's also the time that it took for you that to drive is. out there, do that shoot, get those first images. Like, there's there, there's a lot of money involved. There's the time that it took for the clients to get out there. So much money involved. It's the kid's fault. I mean, it's the parents' fault for not watching the kid. Sometimes, yes. sometimes shit happens. But when you have a kid. It's sorry, you're you're responsible. You know, it, it's it, you go to the parents and you're like, um, my insurance will cover the cost of this, but anything more than that, um, it's, it's, where were you holding the kid? You know, yeah. recently I had a, a kid at a party at, at the studio. Um, I don't know how he didn't break his arm and cut his entire arm because his arm he broke glass in the in the front facade of my studio. He leaned too hard to. Also, I look over like I'm like. Why, why is the glass broken? What, did anyone see anything? And the one, I don't know what I can say on air without being explicit, <laughs> but the one dad who was not even paying attention to this kid, who at one point, someone else grabbed him before he cracked his head up. I, I just, I forgot to tell the family, no kids involved. So it's partially my fault. Anyway, put his arm through the thing, broke the glass. His arm is fine. It was just broken. But the parents were like, we'll pay for it. I'm, like, I'm thinking, it's fine. You're not going to pay for it. The, the proper thing would do is upon leaving, he shakes my hand and gives me a $100 bill. That's what should have happened. Did it happen? No, it didn't. <laughs> so I had to pay $200 to get the glass replaced. However, you just suck it up, but you stand your grounds. Yeah, that kind of like, reminds me of like these photographers that go into these venues and break ceiling lights and ceiling fans and stuff like yes. that. You know what I mean? And then Whatever. think that they're not responsible for, for taking care of that, you know? I stood my ground. And $19. I, said, <laughs> I mean, said, they better be paying that nineteen ninety nine, you know, or whatever it is. So okay. I've been. Uh, I, it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'm done. Good. Go. OK. Um, another photographer actually messaged me recently asking about insurance packages because she was she was basically looking for an insurance package that would cover these kinds of crazy situations, either. Um, a client that um, is just irrational and hates their photos because their feet look big um, mm. or, you know, like something crazy like this happens where someone kicks the camera into the ocean or the Niagara Falls is the case maybe. And I know that there are like certain companies have insurance for like errors and omissions. So if they mess up in some way, shape or form that, so it would cover basically like the cost of the package uh, in addition to the cost of the camera. Do you guys know if you're – I have to look into my insurance program because I don't know if I have something like that. So As far as I know, mine just covers like my gear. It covers – you know, it's liability insurance. So if, you know, somebody trips over my light stand and gets hurt, that kind yes. of thing is so, covered. So most of the time, a lot of these policies are liability insurance policies strictly. Unless you right. ask and say, I would like a marine time rider That's that, what that, it is. that covers equipment um, and equipment that, that could, you know, like break or whatever. Um, and even then, I think that marine time rider would cover that second scenario you mentioned where like a camera drops or a lens drops or a kid comes and kicks it, but would not cover client doesn't like the images i think that's that's a whole another level of crazy that i don't think that that marine time rider policy covers right. i think that's a separate idea right. and i don't even know who would 
what you would call that or who would you would call that for, you know, if that well, even and I exists. Think you're, yeah, your contract would also protect, would limit the amount of money anybody could get anyway. And it probably wouldn't be worth paying your deductible. Right. Like no. if someone's like, oh, we really hate our photos. And then you say, okay, I'm going to give you a free album for, you know, whatever never, that costs yeah. you a grand. No. You would never take out an insurance claim on that. So I don't think it would exist, but it was an interesting idea that was brought up. And, and this is like one of those weird things where I'm like, oh, maybe this kind of falls under that situation. Mm. Because yeah. of what I'm thinking of is not the the gear itself, but that the cost of the shoot, like the memories that are lost. Can that person then, you know, sue you for emotional damage? Like I have a thing in my contract that says you can't absolutely cannot do that. You're limited to the cost of the shoot itself. And that is it. Right. Limited liability. Yeah. Yep. That'll never fly. No matter what. Yeah. So I guess you would do a reshoot if you can. But yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have one final question. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna call it here. Uh this is uh written in by Aaron, and Aaron says, um, since you guys are full time, we already maybe kind of answered this, so maybe we'll give a quick response. Since you guys are all full time, um, can you rely almost entirely on word of mouth? Or are other forms of marketing, paid social media, advertising, bridal shows, SEO tricks still important and used regularly? For me, I'm 100% word of mouth. Um, I do 30 weddings a year um, and, you know, pretty consistently um, for every, you know, since I started and it's all word of mouth. The other stuff, um, I don't really do any of it. Um, and any time yeah. that I have, it hasn't paid off once. Um, I feel like if you do a good job, you get referrals. That's how things work. Jimmy, go ahead. I can answer that question because I've been all over the country in conventions. I spoke a little bit here and there, and it completely 100% matters on where you are and your demographic, period. Mm. Do you think that we that anyone in my New York area hasn't tried to do the senior portrait photography that's huge, millions of dollars of business in the Midwest? you think I'm the first person to try to do this to try to break ground on that? Where to go? Right in the bucket. Mm. I mean, it's just not my market. It depends where you are. Some places is all word of mouth. Some places is all bridal shows. It you can't. Depends on, depends on where you are, but also who you are. Um, both. You're right, but both, of yeah. course. But you just take a step back, look around, see what's going on. Can't be an ask, that question answered. It, it depends where you are. So for Aaron, the the person who answered, or sorry, who asked this question, I know Aaron's very young, and what you can really take advantage of when you are in your 20s is the fact that everyone you know is not married yet. So, you know, when when you're in your mid-30s like I am, you know, my referral base that comes from friends and friends and friends and friends and friends and friends, you know, people were referring like crazy when I was younger and right. that has dried up. Right. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so I still get a ton of word of mouth from other photographers, from venues and from past clients, but from people I know, not so much. And that used to be huge for my business. So take advantage of that while you can. Uh, I can true. tell you, I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now. I keep a list of how every single client found me. Um, and I actually, when I was in Vermont doing the workshop, we all went through ours together. And it was so interesting because we are all spread out through different types of regions, um, from cities to small towns and all over the Northeast. And our referral base, we're all so different. So like Jimmy said, it, it does really depend on where you, where you are too. Cause mine, I have a ton of other photographers and vendors who are my referrals and 
that's pretty much it. And then a random Google and a random Instagram, and that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 125 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Thanks, guys, for joining us in. Jimmy is like, he's, he needs like a hard out, like yeah. right now. He's like, he's like, putting, he's like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So, Jim, Jimmy. <laughs> I got to go. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's got to pee you guys, again. Man. This is great. I love doing this. Jimmy's got to pee again. I love doing this. Uh, Jimmy. I love that we don't. Yes. Where can people find you? Go ahead. Before I even say that, Do I just want to, I just want to say. Uh, listeners, thank you. Again, really? You're so the much. one who's going to talk now? <laughs> I'm the, I'll be I quick. He needed this hard out. He's like making all these motions the over there. The last two times I was talking, <laughs> even This is exactly what I'm talking about. I love that we come in with no game plan and we just go and we just rapport with the back and forth. Boom. JamesFrower.com. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's like, Lindsay's like trying to cut him off now. <laughs> it's great and she's like frozen she like frozen this really weird frozen. time it yeah it was so frozen perfect. like right here it was like <laughs> I, wasn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it <laughs> yeah uh i go in the order of of uh older guests to younger guests not necessarily by age what not necessarily hell? by age but just like <laughs> in order the people around Lindsay, um Lindsay, where can people find you i am at didario.com. Oh, oh my god, killing me with the at thing. Changing it up. I don't like change, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> I was closer this time. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is Lindsay at work. That's Lindsay with an A at work. And uh, also the Wedding Photographers Unite Instagram account. Follow that there. And join us on our Facebook group. Go to uh, Facebook and search for Wedding Photographers Unite. I forgot to mention that in the midsection. And Mr. D'Antonio, where can people find you? NickD'Antonio.com. And uh, social media is Nick D'Antonio Photo. Aaron, make sure your website is in, in, in check, bro. Hmm. Trying to get a quick win in there to not make it go longer. Oh. Okay. Uh, and my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is spelled B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And uh, you can Google me, find me that way. Thank you so much for listening in, everybody. This has been episode number 125. And we'll catch you next time for Wedding Photographers Wow, buck 25. Peace. Wedding Photographers. Peace out. Invite.